Shout out to everybody. You already know it's your girl, Moochie. Straight out to 845 online radio. First and foremost, shout out to the hottest online radio station, reporting live 845. Straight 845 radio, building our own from the ground up. First and foremost, happy Monday to everybody. I hope everybody got up this morning and got some money. Not complained, but went and got some money. Now, Tonight's show, we're going to do a little bit differently. Now, usually when people come on the show, we try to get to know them and we're going to, you know, you know, learn a little bit about them. But this particular guest, he's well known. Um, he's going to tell you a little bit about himself and who he is. But we're going to name tonight's show Thoughts by Zoo. Because Zoo has started this all 2018 and he has legitimately had some really, really good statements and opinions and things like that. So we want to get into them. So before we start, Zubin, talk to the people. Tell them who you are and a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I own the Retreat Recording Club Studio with, uh, with my partner, Phil Consorti. Uh, we started that about five years ago, and we've been recording a lot of the talent in the 845, a lot of the top talent. Uh, one of our notable uh, clients that we had was Partisan Fontaine, who helped really pave the way for, you know, the the groundwork that we have for our studio. So, you know, now we're doing Tony E, Jake Nice, Banco Dupree, Dope Coley, you know, you just name a bunch of people. E's a rapper, you know what I'm saying? We got a lot of people that are coming through the studio and just kind of utilizing our services now. It's been a good five years, man. And uh, not to mention, we just actually upgraded the studio. We just put a little bit of money back into it. And uh, right now we got, I feel like we have the best aesthetic, aesthetically, and sound-wise, we have the top studio in the 845. No shots at anybody else. We got a lot of engineers out there doing their thing. But I feel real, real confident, confident. in what we just did. So we're going to display it soon on, on, on the gram and everything, you know, so everybody will get to see what I'm talking about. But First and foremost, great year, man. how about to great say, let me, let, let's run it back for a minute, because yeah. now, let's run it back. You guys been in business for five years. Yeah. Um, you guys are an award-winning. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we got the first ever 845 yes. award for Producer Engineer of the Year. Now, let's clear it up, because um, shout out to Drozilla, he kind of broke down the difference. So is Zubin, are you a producer or are you an engineer? Um, here's, I do both. Okay. And I can also produce through my engineering. Okay. Um, people got this concept of music producing because basically if you make beats, you're being called a producer. Right. And people get that misconception that that is all that producing is when you say you're a producer that they think that you just make beats. Um, before that, Rick Rubin, Quincy Jones, a lot of people, they produce by basically bringing people together. Uh, facilitating ideas, mm -hmm. basically being what a film director is to a film, they are to a song. Okay. And that's basically how I see myself. Okay. You know what I mean? I see myself as as uh, Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine in one in one together. Yes. So when an artist comes to you, they can expect to get the full service, produce a little bit of producing, a little bit of engineering. We got a whole team now because of because of the success that we've had. Um, we brought a lot of people in and we've come together. We got a whole team of producers now that kind of work out of the house. Okay. Rich, Rich Morris comes through. Dizzy Banco comes through. T. Swift is making beats. He's producing now, getting getting busy with the beats, mm -hmm, too. Getting mm -hmm. real busy with the beats. Loso, myself, and a few other guys even come through. Uh, KP, Justo, a lot of cats come through and, uh, and share some of that love. Phil Major comes through. You know, even Drawzilla pops in every once in a while when, That's what's when, up. when he gets time. And you know what I'm saying? And it's just a vibe. That's basically what it is. It's just a creative environment. Nobody's in competition with each other over mm -hmm. there. It's just, yo, can we make a hot track together? Now, shout out to all the producers that you said come through. But particularly, 
that's not me. That's you. But particularly, draw um, Zoo, you and Drawzilla. Let's talk about you because we always talk about you not you you know uniting in the Hudson eight four five and working together. Mm-hmm. You and Drawzilla have the top studio in the Hudson Valley. How do you guys come together and work together without stepping on each other's toes? Well, here's the thing: engineering is a lot different than let's say producing and making beats and just basically creating songs. Our our studios are businesses that generate income right you know what i mean we have he has his his clients i have my clients he has his he's been doing this a long time way longer than me in terms of being in the industry being doing all of this so he's built his network right and that's the key to this is you have to build your own network and that's the key to not stepping on anybody else's toes you don't steal the other person's network you build your own network now will sometimes a client might leave you and go to him or leave them and come to you absolutely but you don't hate on that and that's just business right you, know you don't come to the cheat and talk about drumline yeah, go yeah. to drumline talk there's, about there's a retreat. lot of there's a lot of cats you know locally and stuff like that they get salty and mm-hmm. they like to go on social media and, and run their mouths about what they're not getting and all that and it's just you got to focus on what you're doing you mm-hmm. know what i mean and just kind of just if you will have tunnel vision and not really worry about everybody else and especially even locally because once you start doing that, you put yourself in a mind state that's small. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said this before uh, online, like there's only 100,000 people in the entire 845 possibly. You right. know what I mean? Between all the communities, there's like 30,000 people in each community. And then of that, how many people listen to hip hop music? Exactly. You know what I mean? And then of that, how many people are going to like your hip hop music? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a numbers game. There's always going to be a fractional amount of people that are going to fuck with Excuse me. That right. Mess with your music. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? We thought we'd keep it real here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm being nice right now. You know, I, I, you can see my, my, my posts. It's nothing but swear words. My mom gets tight. Mom, um, we're doing this yeah, for you. Yeah, she gets tight. She's going to send me the message in the DM. Don't say no more swear words online. You know, you know, mom, this know. interview is dedicated to you. Know, you so when we're cool. done, I'm going to make sure, Mama Zoo, yeah. that you get this interview. Now, shout out to my parents, though. They've been highly supportive of everything that I've done, too. You know what I mean? Like, Facts. A lot of people don't get that kind of support, you know, you know, coming from an Indian background, too. Like, my father's from India. My mother's black. You know, at most Indian kids, you know, you got to go be a lawyer or a doctor right. or whatever. They kind of just let me do what I wanted to do, and that was kind of cool. So Now, how was that growing up? You have an Indian father, a black mother, and then here you come um, saying, I want to be, I want to, you know, do music. How did your father and the culture accept it? Um, well, here's the thing. My dad was kind of separated from the whole culture, you know what I mean? Like, he came here when he was in his 20s and... You know, there wasn't a whole lot of my family here already. So he kind of integrated into Western civilization a lot easier and a lot more than than your typical Indian immigrant that would come here. So he was pretty like so when I was born and everything, he was already hip to it. You know what I mean? Like he's, you know, he's American. You know what I mean? You talk to him, you know, I actually say he's more British than anything. But but yeah, you know, he's got he understands. He understands that he's yeah. down. Yeah, he put me in piano lessons when I was six years old. Oh yeah, he knew. So. He knew. He knew he had a gift. Yeah. Now, Zoo, let's get into it because yeah. you have a lot to say, and I'm sure the people need to hear it because we're going into 2019. Now, there's some things musically that we don't want to see yeah. going into 2019. <laughs> so let's start with artists. What are some things from artists that you don't want to see coming <laughs> into 2019 that they already starting now and you're like, wait, you got to do better? Um, the, the list is long and distinguished. <laughs> um, all right. 
let's start with engineering first of all. Okay. Um, look, I love that people want to build their own studios and offer services for twenty dollars an hour, thirty dollars mm-hmm. an hour, but like. What you're doing with somebody's craft is you have to be able to deliver a certain level of service. Okay. So I've always felt that engineering should be a licensed profession because it's like, you know, you go to the hair salon, those people are licensed to cut your hair. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that the engineering industry should be something similar to that because you got a lot of cats who really just taught themselves. They don't really know exactly what they're doing. They just kind of just do what they do, mm-hmm. and hey, it's good enough. You know what I mean? Like, that sounds right. You know what I mean? But it can sound 20 times better, and they just don't realize it because they never heard it. You know what I mean? And artists just kind of need to just kind of buckle down and just realize, listen, this is my craft. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's very, very important to me. I understand that good recording costs money. Mm-hmm. And spending the time in the session, like two-hour sessions... You know what I mean? Like, you can only get so much done. Right. You know, you got to sit down and actually budget and, and, and set the money aside and make sure that you're blocking out enough studio time so you're not rushing. You give yourself enough time creatively to put together your song and for it to sound proper. And not only that, but to give the engineer enough time to also mix the song. Like, a lot of cats come in, they'll spend an hour and a half recording or a whole hour and 15 minutes you know what I'm saying, tracking their song, and then we get left with 45 minutes to, to mix it down. Now, some cats might say, oh, that's enough time. But, you know, you want to do your due diligence. Now, you know? professionally, how long should an engineer, and this is what artists should look for, how long should an engineer really spend on a track to um, be efficient? That's a tricky question, man. It all depends on the record and what you're doing. Like, a lot of times, like, sessions today... You got songs and everything that are done to these stereo MP3 bounces off of YouTube. Right. Which is not very high quality to begin with. The producers don't really know how to engineer their own beats. So they don't really sound right. So if you get a track like that, you can take an hour to an hour and 15, maybe two hours, depending on how long it takes you to do a lot of the tedious editing and stuff like that to mix a song down. Now, if you get the stem files, which is basically the beat files Every instrument, every sound that's in the beat has been individualized into audio files for you to be able to control. Mm -hmm. And if you get that, then that can take anywhere from two hours to four hours, depending on how well those songs have been. So it's safe to say like a minimum should be an hour minimum. An hour minimum for mixing, yeah. Mix, okay. Yeah, an hour minimum for mixing. So people can say, yeah, oh, then two hours is, is enough time if you can track your thing in an hour. But, you know. Sometimes people are rushing through it. You know, you want to give yourself time to get in your vibe. You like to smoke. You like to drink. Right, right, right. You, you like to chill. I mean? Right. You know, not only that, but, yo, be on time. Like, be on time. Now, I let's talk about that. that because you have a studio. This is what this is what artists do. You tell them a time and you say, hey, your session time is 4 o'clock. They leave their house at 4. Mm. I don't understand it. It just routinely happens over and over and over again it does not one artist it's almost like a good 95 percent of it from all, the best to the worst yeah they just all yeah, do it yeah it's just you know what i mean it, it, it nobody's punctual and when you see somebody who is punctual it's refreshing you know what i mean and then sometimes you kind of get used to people being late so you kind of give yourself a little bit more time doing whatever it is else that you're doing and they show up all the time like oh crap you're here and yeah you're here now you gotta you know what i'm saying stop whatever you're doing playing madden or whatever it is that you're doing <laughs> now listen zoo you <laughs> have worked with the best First of all, congratulations to you because you are um, a very intricate part of Partisan Fontaine's success. Listen, I won't... Listen, no, no, no. I will say that we helped 
in some regard, but that man was going to make it no matter what. His relationships, the way that he, the the playbook that he used, shout out to Dope Coley, shout out to Dan Cronin, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, these guys, the whole team that's behind Party and Party himself and his work ethic mm-hmm. is the reason why he is where he is. We we had a relationship, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and we were able to assist and help get help, you know what I'm saying, and developing his sound into a professional sound. But now, well, make no make no mistake about it. He was at the retreat or he was not at the retreat. That boy was gonna make it either Cause way because there's nothing that changes talent. You know That's what I mean? Like, now, how do, well, how do you feel though to know you see him it on feels the billboards? Nah, it's it's a surreal feeling because for me, like I'm 33 years old, so like. I've been trying to, you know what I'm saying, help an artist and just be a part of this process and just even be anywhere remotely close to this mm-hmm. for the last 12, 13 years. So, like, for for that to happen and just to know, like, just be out somewhere and you see somebody just jamming out to Bodak Yellow and be like, yo, I know the nigga that wrote that, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. And it's just like, they're like, really? Like, yeah, like, oh, I thought she writes her... You gotta get in a whole conversation. Right, like, right. <laughs> but actually... To set the record straight, straight you know right? What I mean, she don't. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> nothing but love, nothing but love. But like, nah, he was gonna make it regardless, man. And he just did all the right things. And he set a blueprint. Now people need to follow that blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On how to to establish establish yourself in a local area and make it out without moving. He didn't move. Right. He's, you know what I'm saying? Right. He was right here. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of cats left. They live in the city now. Still rep Newburgh. Shout out. But, like, he didn't leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, you know, shout out to him for just basically paving the way and just showing people really how to do it. And what's crazy is that pe- he's shown people and people still ain't doing it. I'm about to say. <laughs> like, because still ain't really doing I'm about to say. To be doing, man. We're going like, to get to the other top, the top dogs because you work with, like you said, the best of the best and we're going to run through. But yeah. let's talk about that because like you said, he laid the blueprint. So let me ask you a question, Zoo, because yeah. I know when I'm laying in my bed and I see these stupid ass posts, excuse my language, it just tickles me. Um, and then it tickles me even more because some of the artists that you've named don't yeah. be on that top 10 list. So when you see this, the top 10 and the 845, the top 20 or what, the top, you know, what do you feel? Ultimately, what happens with that is, is that you get, it's a click battle. Mm-hmm. So which person's click can get people to post the most. Okay. So you don't really get an accurate telling as to what's really going on. What tells people who's the best artist is numbers. Mm-hmm. Numbers don't lie. Right now... Cats like Jig Nice, mm-hmm. Tony, mm-hmm. they drop a video, mm-hmm. it's getting over 20K. Jig Nice dropped a video, it's almost at a million. You know what I mean? Like, without being paid. Without being, like, well, I don't know. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. You always got to put money into the marketing budget. Stop right there. Freeze. You always got to put money into the marketing budget. Is that budget. okay? Because a lot, I've heard artists come up here and say, I don't respect artists that have paid views. It's not real It's not followers. paid views. It's not paid views. It's, it's advertising. Okay. Basically, like... Let's say that you're on YouTube. You ever uh, finish a video on YouTube and right before the video ends, it's got a whole bunch of joints that you can choose from to click on Mm -hmm. or one that might be even previewed for you right right there before the next video, right before the next playlist video, like, you know, the next uh, video in the playlist is ready to go. That is what you're paying for. You're paying for that. That is advertising. No matter what you do, marketing, all that, that's advertising, and it's what you have to do. People who think that they're too good or they think that that's... Then have fun not making any money and not selling any records while everybody else does. And you can sit there and be salty 
about why your stuff isn't moving and how you so nice at rapping, yada, 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 but nobody jives at your sound. And it's just like, yo, it's not about that. Right. It's not about that. Shaq West showed you. <laughs> it's not about who can rap. Right. Like, it's, it's really not. It's about a sound. It's about how you can create an original sound for yourself that doesn't sound like anybody else's sound. And people get confused because you'll see these copycat artists make it that sound like other cats. Mm-hmm. And then they, oh, but they didn't create their own sound. But they're not, I, they're not really analyzing that person really correctly in terms of the sound. Like, there's intricate things that they're doing differently. Different, okay. That people jive with, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's just, you have to be able to identify that. Some people got the ear, some people don't. And it's just... Some people got the voice. The and voice some is a big don't. deal. Like you know, like you can rap like all day. Quentin Miller clearly can rap good enough to sell Drake records and stuff, but how come nobody's listening to his music? By himself, right. Right. Because it's a sound. You know what I mean? Like you have to have the voice, you know, and that's I feel like that's the most important thing. So you got so Cause you're, got... cause you're cause you're a you're a recording artist. Your instrument is your voice. Your voice. So you have to be a master at controlling that and utilizing that and manipulating it to do things that you never thought it could do. That's and a fact. Ad libs. You know what I mean? All that stuff. I think ad libs is like the main thing that I feel like artists have a problem with. I don't know what to do for my ad libs. Oh, you better go find a job. Because like, <laughs> it's right, like, yo, right. this is like, right. you, know, you can't have, you can't, like, there's, you either get this, you either get it, or you don't. That's you it. You know what I mean? Like, and you can develop, you can get it over time by trying. You know what I mean? Like, somebody who doesn't does understand how to do Adler's can figure it out later. You know what I mean? But you have to figure that out. You can't say, yo, I don't know what to do. You have to figure it out. You have to listen to music and be like, oh, what are they doing? What makes their Adler's so special? You know what I mean? And it's just like. Who is Zoo's top five? If they had to say, who is Zeus' top five artists right now? Top five artists right now? It's so hard to say that because it's like a conflict of interest. Because you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I engineer people and people are going to get salty. That's why a didn't you say, fact. Why didn't you say me or whatever? But everybody that knows me knows that I keep things 100. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I don't say you, it's because you got things to work on. And there's nothing wrong. That's constructive criticism. Absolutely. You think that you got all the intangibles and you just ready. You just People just haven't seen you yet. And that's the reason why you haven't blown. And you're an idiot. Like... This really like it's a lot more to this. So I'm not gonna give you in any particular order. I'll just give you the top five. Okay. All right. And it's in no particular order. All right. Tony E. Jig Nice. Banco Dupree. It gets good. It get it gets hard here. It mm-hmm. gets hard. Cause there's a lot of good talented people like Foreign Dre's putting together good music. Woo. D Weathers puts together some solid music. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, my man Keys in the 845. You know, I'm going to have to give Keys Keys out of Beacon. My man Keys out of Beacon. I'll give him number four. Okay. He doesn't have a lot of stuff out, but. He's on his way. Yo, his. He just got a sound, man. There's just something different about him, man. Like, when he jumps on a record, it's just tenacity, man. And he just. He gets it. You know what I mean? And for somebody who just really just you know, hasn't really had their stuff out there like that and, like, other people have really been in this, like, Orange County 845 mm-hmm. circuit or whatever, you know, like, he really doing it. Like, I really give him some really, really good talent. And then, um... Last but not least. Um... Now, are you trying to tell me, like, top artists overall, or are you just trying to tell me, like, who's, like, the, like... Who's who's Zeus' who's favorite? Like, when you get in, Yeah, like, when you get in the studio and you know that they're coming, you're excited. When you, they drop something, you excited. 
Like, man, it's so hard to say. It's so hard to say. I can say Dope Coley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like, the growth of Dope Coley has been amazing. Isn't it? From watching him? Like, but, like, you haven't even heard, like, the new Pink Heroin 2 that I'm executive producing that we're about to drop. Like... Is that the one with Pete on it? Is that the what? Is that the one with Pete on it with the intro? I don't... I don't... No, no, no. He got... He's got a different intro for this. Oh, project. so he made me come to the studio. No, that was we, a different project. That oh. Was, that was Pink Heroin 1 or oh, something. Oh, my yeah, Lord. This, that was months ago that you came to the studio. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so y'all yeah. already working on the next project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a different project then. I don't... I don't... No. That's not the same. Wait a minute. Yeah. Let me... Let me leave, let me leave some tea for the people. So, rumor has it that you got three projects you're working on right now. I got three projects. Yeah. Three projects. Yeah. That's the rumor. Now... Who's the three projects? Who, what, um, when? Life Lava. Um, yeah. Life Lava is a highly talented. You know, you see, that's why I'm saying like I got to have like a top 10 because it's like five is just too little. There's too many talented people. Like Life Lava's talented. Yes, very much you so. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Flossie's talented. Uh, so many people. Ease is talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got his own unique sound. There's a guy in Newburgh who I really want to record and finish his project. His name is Marky D. Yo, this guy, he's really talented too, man. And he's got some, he's got some stuff. Man. Any females that you want to record? Uh, here's the thing about female artists around here. Um, I feel like a lot of them are like close, but they haven't really reached their pinnacle yet. They haven't okay. really identified their sound. I feel like what what happens with female artists is that because the industry makes their lane small and it's on no blame to them. It's just how they, it's just how things are. Like mm-hmm. there's way more rap artists to listen to that are male than there are female rap artists to listen to. And it's not like there's less females rapping. Well, probably there are statistically, but still talented females rapping. I'm sure you can find a ton that are, that are signable mm-hmm. that people would want to listen to. Right. Dolly star gets it in. Right. C's gets it. Yes. In. Amber, Amber gets yes. it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, there's a there's a bunch of people that you know what I'm saying that really really do music and stuff. I you know I'm I can't always think off the top of my head off the all the artists and stuff that are doing it, but like there's a lot of artists that 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 are talented, and I just feel like it's hard to put them in categories sometimes because you just haven't had enough work to judge them on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean as well. Mm-hmm. But like I see what I see in the studio, so like from what I see in the studio, when I see somebody come in and like how quickly it takes them to do their, what they do. Uh, some artists write on the spot. Like, Tony E comes into the studio, he writes his song on the spot. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, he'll record it and write it at the same time. You know what I mean? Jig Nice does the same thing. Party used to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's cats that just, things come to them, like, very, very quickly. Banco does it like that. Like, the top cats, like, it just kind of... And then some cats need to write. Prez Primo, he's another talented artist. Like, mm-hmm. um, working on his project, too. He's He's got a project that's coming out. But Dope Coley, Pink Heroin 2. Mm-hmm. Life Lava, Life Catches Up. Mm-hmm. Produ- I did actually every single beat on that and mixed the entire thing. Um, I got one beat on Dope Coley's thing, but I engineered and executive produced that, rec- uh, that, that whole album. Okay. And then uh, Tony E and Dizzy Banco got an album together. Or not even an album, I think like an EP. Um, that they've been working on for the past few months that's fire. They performed one of the songs. Yes, they did. At the, uh, at the Chance Theater. At the Chance Theater. And if you was not there, shout out to Tony E. He turned it. And let me just yeah. say something. The people know him. I, let, me, let me just say this. The people, I always look at artists and I kind of judge them. Like, you're on the music and I'm just on like the fan base groupie yeah. end. 
So when pe- artists get up there and perform um, a zoo, I look at the crowd. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When Tony got up there, you would have thought that he was Davies at one point. Then when he got in the crowd, they lost it. His, his stage presence is crazy. Yo, and you would never seen, think that. I've seen him perform all kinds of venues. I've seen him perform for uh, a, a CEO boardroom filled with hotel executives. Killed it. You know what I'm saying? Killed it. You know what I mean? Like, And you look at him, you won't see that. Teenage, teenage uh, Sweet 16 party out in Pennsylvania. Killed it. You know what I'm saying? Crowd surfing on the stage that's as tall as this, this table. You know what I'm saying? Crowd surfing off the stage like that. You know what I mean? And it's just... Certain cats get it, mm-hmm. and certain cats blame others and point fingers mm-hmm. and let uh, let other things get in your way. Right. If you knew the backstory of some of these artists that I work with, it would be like, all right, yo, you guys really need to buck up mm-hmm. because these people have gone through life. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And are still right here, positive attitude, giving it their all every single day. Tony has 140 songs recorded. In the past eight months, nine months, you know what I'm saying? What is that, like eight or nine, ten albums? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, And we're not using all of it, you know what I'm saying? We go through the process, you know what I'm saying, of listening to everything and making sure, like, you know what I'm saying, what are going to be the best songs that we're going to, you know what I'm saying, put on the project and everything like that. But, like, that's that's the kind of work it takes. And then people can make excuses, oh, I don't have access to the studio like that. Party didn't have access to the studio like that. He was recording everything out of his apartment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Out of, out of his bedroom. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, that whole not supposed to be here, that wasn't professionally recorded. You know what I'm saying? They did what they could. They mm-hmm. made do with the gear and the personnel that they had, and they got it done. And it did wonders for them. That's you know right. what I'm saying? So, like, it, at the end of the day, it's, it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just get it done. Just get it done. Just get it done, man. What else Just you don't want to see in 2019 that you're starting to see a lot of? Um, replica. And... Uh, they can lose the phrase no cap. I mean, I'd like to see that <laughs> phrase go. No cap? Yeah. I don't know where that even started or how it even got popular, but every single time I hear it, I just cringe. Just, you don't like that. I hate it. It's just for certain phrases just come out and it's just like, all right, man, you guys are reaching right now. Like, I don't, I don't like, and I get it. I understand that, you know, some of them are actually quite intelligent. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, cause you'd be like, oh, that's what that word means. It's short for that word. How, who told who? <laughs> like, well, dude's got the dictionary out. Now, let like, me, like, I, I got to ask this question because when we, when people look at you, they might think that you are part of the immigration process. Yeah. Um, so what is your stance right now, immigrant? Because I actually seen somebody put something. It kind of made me upset when I, they were like, you know, get Governor Cuomo out because he's pardoned. He decided to pardon some immigrants. And they were like, well, all immigrants are murderers. And why would he pardon them? Which is not true. So what's your stance on immigration well, and I things don't, like that? I don't stand by, I don't stand by op- absolutes anyway. Anytime you hear somebody speaking in absolute, like all this or all that, mm-hmm. you can just automatically throw out anything that they are about to say. Right. Um, just because nothing is ever 100%. In, in, in life so um here's my stance on immigration i, I actually get into a lot of trump debates on facebook yes a lot. you do um i love stirring the pot a lot so i'll just say things a lot of times just to get the conversation going but it, it, i don't really believe that immigration is necessarily a problem um it, just because uh there's a lot of jobs that they do that people aren't gonna do that's right. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, but they've part of the problem with immigration is that corporate America is, is basically created it by 
they want that cheap labor force. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like agriculture, whatever. You know what I mean? They're hiring uh, illegal immigrants. You got corporations that are right there willing to to do that to cut to cut corners so what's who's gonna hurt if you really were to like lose all illegal immigration who will hurt you won't have the crops at the price that you want you won't have the pizza at the price that you want you won't have a lot of the restaurant meals at the price that you want you know what i mean you won't have landscaping you know at the price that you want you won't have construction at the price that you want everything is going to inflate if you get rid of all illegal immigration so the problem is, is that you have a whole system that's been built on something and when you look at the actual cost and the problems that immigration is causing compared to, let's say, defense spending and like war profiteering and, and the things and the problems that come with that, I feel like it's just, a, it's just a pebble in the pond. If you were to take the budget, the national budget, and take all that defense spending money and basically put it to where you feel the immigration is creating gaps, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't really have an issue. And you can also create programs. I don't know. I'm pretty sure everybody that's an illegal immigrant on some level would like to be a citizen. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, maybe they're not a citizen because they can't speak English or the process is just... So long and... It's long and grueling. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, some people can get it together. You don't know what... At the end of the day, you don't know what a person's life uh, situation is. So to cast judgment on them because you think that you do know or you say this. And this is like some shit that Kanye West did one time. And he was just like, oh, if I was a slave, I would have revolted. And it's just like, how can you even say that? You don't know what you would have done in that situation. You know what I mean? So like when I hear people talk like that, oh, well, if I was them, I would do this. I would go get a job. I'd go do, like, no, shut up. I like, come here legally, you like, know? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what you would have done if you were living in Guadalajara, you know what I'm saying? With no money, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? You would do what you needed to do. To survive. Right? To survive. You know what I mean? So anything, uh, uh, legal immigrants, those are some of the most, like, incredible people on the face of the earth because of what they had to go through and what they were willing to put themselves through just to have a shot at a better life. They know that they can get to the border and get sent right back home. Right. All that money that they spent on coyotes and stuff like that, that they saved up all down the drain. You know what I'm saying? Coyotes? That's what they call them. They call them coyotes. People that, that transport people. Oh, that's real. I thought yeah. you were talking about real coyotes. No, they, they oh, call them coyotes. Wow. That's, that's a term. That's a term. People that smuggle people across the border, they're called coyotes. Oh. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know I got a lot of useless, not only say useless information, but a lot of just random. Yeah, I would never do. Facts. I thought you were talking about real coyotes. Nah, I watch a lot of television, man. Like, they'd be saying all this stuff in dialogue and stuff. I just pick up on it. Um, but yeah, coyotes is the term. All right, yeah. shut up. <laughs> this is why we have to have thoughts by zoo. This is like thoughts by zoo and reality. Now, zoo. Yeah. You're a engineer, producer, A and R, artist development, everything. Going, being in the industry. Obviously, we got to touch on the R. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, what is your stance? And actually, what is your stance on artists in the music industry anyway? Because not for nothing. Any artist can be bamboozled by a young woman. But what is your stance on this actual R. Kelly story and men in the music industry? Um, I don't think a lot of people really give credit to mental health problems in this country. Um, R. Kelly clearly has mental health issues. Right. Um, and it's weird because you can sit here and say... Oh no, this isn't crazy, but then this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna walk on a fine line here. 
All right. Let's say somebody uh, gender identifies as somebody else. Okay. You're a man, you think you're a woman. Mm-hmm. You're a woman, you think you're a man. Mm-hmm. As society, we're like, yo, that's cool. Right. Because they can operate and function in society as a normal person, in work jobs, and everything else. And the only thing that's different is that they think that they're a woman. Right. They think that they're a man. You know what I'm saying? So society says, yo, we're not supposed to have an issue with this. All right? That... Not putting that into a category of mental illness enables this kind of crap to, to go on. And and what I mean by that is is like, yo, people yo, you're acting you're acting against the norm, you know what I'm saying? You, you, like let's say somebody woke up and said, Yo, I wanted to I feel I'm a dog. That's I identify name. as a dog. You're gonna lock him up in the loony bin. What is the difference at the end of the day? Really? What is the difference? So I feel like they need to do some serious, serious, serious adjustments to the medical journals or whatever they do that, that constitutes what is mental illness and what isn't mental illness. Because right now, there is too much lackadaisical feelings mm-hmm. on the fact that this guy was basically fostering children. Right. You know what I'm saying? For his own sexual purposes. You know right. what I mean? So, like... Yeah, the parents had a lot to do with it, too. So, you know, shame on them, too. And all of that, like, the cost of fame. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, people love R. Kelly. People love his music. People want their daughters. And I was about to say, because his music spiked after yeah, this. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to spike. Because, one, you got a whole generation of kids that are going right now, who the hell is R. Kelly? Right. Right. You better believe it. There's a bunch of people that were like, who's R. Kelly? And they got to go look. That's why it's... Yeah, and then other people are like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about this song." And, and brought so it back. Yeah. Now, as a producer, do you do you still? I mean, if someone came into your studio and they said to you, "You know, Zoo, I would like to remake an R. Kelly song," in your conscious mind, could you do it? Um, listen, I I'm a weird guy. All right, <laughs> I'm a guy who still wanted Kevin Spacey to be in House of Cards. Oh God. <laughs> like it's like this, man. People are gonna be who they are personally mm-hmm. what you do in terms of your art and your and your gift to the world like listen that has nothing to do with the other in my opinion all okay. right i'm not gonna not listen to r kelly's music because he is i'm not gonna not listen to michael jackson's music because somebody might say this now with am i gonna give him a pound when i see him probably not because that's creepy mm-hmm. and it's just like you know what dude you you know what i mean but like yo you made some good music and nobody can ever take that away from you like you know what i mean like you did this but then also you did this you know what i mean like so yeah i don't mess with you on this level with this but your music is still good timeless you know what i mean and it's still timeless you know what i'm saying like house of cards was still a show that could have been, you know what I mean, like, and then, like, yo, okay, then he doesn't have to act anymore, you know what I mean, but, like, you built this beautiful, like, piece of art, Mm -hmm. and now the whole art is ruined because you as a person brought it down, like, I just can't stand that, like, you know what I mean, like, I feel like, um, there should be a separation between art and the person who creates it, because at the end of the day, to be an artist means that you're going to be a little crazy. You're going to have something wrong with you. Right. On some level, there's not a single artist that doesn't have some kind of mental d- disorder. So, like, I'm not saying that, like, you know what I'm saying, what R. Kelly did was right, but I'm also saying at the same time, like, yo, the man needs help. Mm-hmm. And, like, people need to, like, 
address that and, and step like, in and, and step help in that and man. be like, yo, like, bro, like, you need to go to counseling, my man. Like, you need to go in a facility somewhere and like sit and talk with somebody and really get to the root of these issues because that's what's causing this. And like, clearly, something happened to him as a child. Absolutely right. You know what I mean? Like, it's something. There's something. There's a reason why he is the way that he is, and like. People just want to just chalk it up to, oh, no, he's just crazy. He just, that's just what he is. You know now, let I mean? me ask you this question, Zoo, because we're talking about mental health. So have you ever, and you don't have to say any names, but have yeah. you ever been in, in a studio session where you felt that someone was going through mental issue, mental health issues where you had to All actually the stop the session and help them out? Not like that. Not like that, you know what I'm saying, where somebody might have had like a mental health episode or mm-hmm. something in the studio. Like, nothing like that. Nah. Okay. Nah, but there's been people in the studio that clearly, like, you might be bipolar, you might, you know what I'm saying... Schizo. Yeah, whatever. You whatever. I mean? like you got, everybody's got something. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I got anger management issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody has something. You know, and it all stems from something from your childhood or something that you went through as a kid. So, like, I just feel like the R. Kelly situation is that. I feel like people that might gender identify might be something with, with their childhood or something that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a psychiatrist. You know, clearly they've done plenty of medical research on this. So, if they haven't found a link to any of that, then they haven't found a link. Link. But... I always think there's always something. There's always something. There's always something. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to find it. Zoo the producer, Zoo the engineer, Zoo the artist developer, Zoo the supporter, Zoo the friend. Where is Zoo in the relationship? What is going on in your relationship? Where's the woman that I remember if I was nosy like I was nosy? You were in a relationship. We've seen a couple posts and then it disappeared. Talk to us. The the ladies want to know. Because every time you're in the club and I see you, some female is taking you off somewhere in your ear. What? No, that's... <laughs> Listen, all right. First of all, you know, us beige niggas, we coming back. All right? <laughs> we coming back full force. Shout out to my... Shout out to the beige brotherhood, Baby Rex. Shout uh-huh. out to Baby Rex, future leader of the, of the beige brotherhood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, Rex George, my mans. Um... Shout out to Oi, also, Mike, Mike Evans' project also coming out. One of my longtime artists that I've worked with since I was in Brooklyn, he's also got a project coming out. I almost forgot about that as well. I don't want to forget nobody. Um, I was in a relationship for like six years. Ooh, six years. Yeah, I was in a relationship for like six years. It uh, started when I was living in Brooklyn. I moved up here. She was from up here. We went to high school together and everything, but I didn't really know her in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of went separate ways. We're still, we're still close with friends, you know what I mean? But like this industry, this industry takes a big toll Mm -hmm. on, on the relationships in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see my parents a lot. I don't see my family a lot. Some of my closest friends I don't get to see often. That's right. My music family is like really become my family Mm -hmm. in terms of like who I see on a regular basis and stuff. So, um, it just didn't mesh, you know, it just, you know, it ran its course and, you know, she wanted to go one way, I wanted to go another way. Um, so we just mutually decided to, you know, separate. go our separate ways. So I spent the last year and a half being single. What um, have you learned in this single year um, about yourself? About myself? Um, ain't nobody got it like the zoo. Oh! No, we don't know. Nah. Tell us. We need to know. Um, nah, I just I got a lot of self confidence. Okay. Um, you know what I mean. Um, I got to explore. I was, you know, I was, you know, locked up for a while. You know what I mean. So like, I'm gonna say like, 
locked up like it was a bad thing like you know there's a lot of positives in the relationship and everything like that um but i don't know i got to be single for the first time in a while um the entire time that i was with my my ex i didn't cheat once you know what i mean honestly so beige brothers don't cheat i'm not gonna say that that's an absolute that's an absolute right there. I can't say all beige brothers don't cheat. But this beige brother don't cheat. I don't cheat. If I'm in a committed relationship, I'm not going to cheat. Very good. Um, Very good. Um, but it has to be solidified and official. You know what I mean? So currently, right now, I have been talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from Brooklyn. She sings. Um, she's somebody I knew from my past, and she's been holding it down and really showing me what it takes, what a woman that really gets the industry you know what I mean? And, like, what it takes to be with somebody who's in the industry. Like, like women have a tendency to kind of really be territorial mm-hmm. and jealous. And, you know, and being that I'm in the industry, there's going to be rappers in the studio with chicks right. in the studio. You right. know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm going to be constantly drawing attention to myself through social media and stuff like that. Which, uh, you know, when you're out there like that people are going to get in your DMs. Absolutely. And, you know what I mean? And you either have the maturity to, to deal with that or you don't have the maturity. And I feel like a lot of men just really aren't mature enough to handle relationships so they'll get in one and then they'll end up cheating mm-hmm. when in reality they should have probably just stayed single for a little while longer and get that out of the system, you know, for however long it takes. Some men never get it out of the system, you know what it is. But it, it um, for me personally, I once I'm committed, that's it. So And I, shout out to your parents because you had that your parents to, to, to get to glean off of, correct? I mean I mean, yeah, I mean they raised me so like all my morals and stuff and mm-hmm. my principles, you know, stem from that, you mm-hmm. know. But also at the same time it's just it's just how I look at things, you know. Now, why I mean? you like, didn't get an everyday girl? Why didn't you? Why did you specifically decide to deal with somebody in the industry? And is it hard? It's to... not that I dealt with somebody in the industry. It's that she just happens to sing. It's just oh, okay. You know, she okay. Just happens to did sing. Did you find it easier though dealing with her because she's in rather than dealing with someone out? It's, no, it's her personality. It's just okay. It's just it, it, it's it's like a lot of people like force relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they force relationships upon people. Um, or upon themselves. Everybody thinks that because you have sexual chemistry and that you're friends, mm-hmm. you know, you guys can hold a conversation that you should be in a relationship. And it's just like, no, there's got to be a whole lot more to that. You have to look at their life. You have to look at what's going on in your life. You have to look at their family. Can right. you get along with their family? Like a lot of things. So I put, I people go through, they're going to be in a relationship with me. You go through an excruciating, strenuous trial test period where not like I'm like testing you but like in the sense of where like alright I gotta make sure certain things are in order mm-hmm. if I'm gonna make this commitment because once I make that commitment I made that commitment you right. know what I mean there's no I don't do that whole I'm just gonna be your, your boyfriend just for like just know, for six, the looks and the pose yeah just like, for six months you know what I'm saying just to have a boyfriend you know what I mean just to be your boyfriend I don't do that temporarily you wanna have yeah, you wanna it's have either children. I'm single and we're doing like whatever or I'm in a relationship with you, you know what I mean, and, and and we're and we're building together. So like I was doing that and um, didn't work out, and then I spent some time single, played the field, you know what I'm saying, and then ended up getting reconnected with this person, and you know, um, nothing's like crazy official, you know, like Facebook official, right, you know, right, you know, right, publicly posting all this stuff right. all the time. But y'all know what it is. But we know what it is. We know that you know what I'm saying that we both got each other's backs and that we mesh very very well together. So like. Shout out to I'm you. I'm just, just seeing where it goes, really. Um, and I never, like, 
try to like jump the gun and say, yeah, this is what it is. You know, it's just, I like to just feel everything out, make sure yeah, it's right. You know what I mean? So, Cause you, 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 another person going somewhere. Shout out to you, Zoo. Uh, I gotta say this publicly. I, I told my mom when she came in, I had to fight Zoo to get on this show with me. Because uh, the last time I did his interview was at his house, and he was more free. So he's more confined right now. So I had to fight, beg, and plea, and reschedule well, eight times same, to get the man well, here. at the same time, like, even if you would have had me on the show back then, I, I built a lot more in the past year That's and a, a half. That's a fact. Then I, you know, I have more to talk about today than I would have had to talk about two years ago, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Let like, me ask you this question, Zoo, before we get out of here. I want you to do two things for me. First and foremost, mm-hmm. if you had to give um, any artist that, that really, really wants to get on, they really take their craft seriously, what would, advice would you give them? They take it serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's... it's Look, get people around you that aren't in competition with you, mm-hmm. that know what time it is, okay. that are willing to find roles mm-hmm. on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've yet to see is a group of five friends where you got one kid who's incredibly talented mm-hmm. and his five friends are pitching together to help pay for his studio time, including himself. Right. And they're trying to, like, move this wagon along. All I see is cats that come to the studio, like, shout out Dizzy Banco. All we see is cats that come out to the studio just so that they can get an IG pick or whatever. You guys are out here fake supporting. Yes. You guys need to really support. If you were really supporting, how come come I don't see y'all helping your mans hand me the bread at the end of the session? How come I don't see that? People want to see, like, you know what I'm saying? That's a true team. Let's talk about That's it. That's a true team right there. That's right. I don't see that happening. You guys need to do that. And you guys, like, you see that little thing that you see on, on Facebook whenever you put a post, you see that, that thing that says boost, boost mm-hmm. post, and you pay $20, $30, do that. But it actually mean. helps. Right, right. It actually helps. Do that. Promote your, promote your craft. Don't just make a song, drop it on SoundCloud immediately. Like, create some awareness for it. Mm-hmm. Then drop it. You know what I'm saying? And then continuously just keep on working hard and just trying to get better and identify what your weaknesses are and identify what your strengths are and double down on the strengths and lose the weaknesses, man. Shut, that's, the, that's the great advice. Let me ask you, you know this. Saying? What would you say to people? Uh, first of all, is the retreat taking new clients? Retreat is always taking new clients. What would you say? I don't have enough clients. You don't have enough? I don't have enough clients. I want 10 hours of studio time booked a day. With that being said, what do you say to artists that are artists that are looking for studio time and they may say, oh, the zoo is unapproachable or maybe it's too expensive or maybe he only works with I'll a certain kind of yeah, artist? I'm, re- I'm one of the worst people with my phone. Um, people that know me will, will attest to that. Like, you call me, you text me, it's... I'm responding when I feel like it. And it's not against you or anything else. It's just I got so much stuff mm-hmm. going on that sometimes I'm not in the mood to have that conversation. I might not see it because I'm doing something else. You know what I mean? So I always get back to people when I can. But just reach out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On social media, whatever. I'm always down to accept new clients. Just be willing to pay the price, though, that that, that it comes with the retreat. Like, no negotiation. We're up to $50 an hour now, up from 40 from last year. We just upgraded the whole studio, new mic, new console, new speakers. You know what I'm saying? We now can do mastering. We weren't able to do that before. Well, we could, but we weren't going to say that we could without doing it for real, for real. 
Um, a lot of fake mastering going on at these local studios. Stop that. Please stop. Like, artists, I'm going to say this right now. <laughs> say it. Yo, if a studio is like, if they don't got certain things, I'm not going to say what those certain things are, so my competition will got to go out and get these things. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. But if they don't got certain things mm-hmm. to do mastering and they're offering you $50 to master, they're, they're, they're getting you for your money every single time you spend that $50. Because you can actually take that same $50 and send your record to an actual mastering house or mastering engineer who got all the crazy gadgets and speakers and, and, and maximizers and compressors and EQs and all that kind of good stuff and, and get you an authentic master. So please, artists, don't fall into that trap. And sorry, engineers, if I just messed your bag up, but I'm trying to, to do it to, the right to, way. I'm, I'm trying to make this industry as more honest than it, than, it, than it has been in recent years. So, um, yeah, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Shout out to you, Zoo. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show and just educating educating us because a lot of things that you said tonight, I'm sure I didn't know, and a lot of people that's tuning in and gonna tune in later said, they, said, didn't I said, know. I know I'm gonna watch this later. Like, man, I said this crazy crap. Listen. I am not anti-LGBT or none of that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, where we come I wasn't. Okay. I don't want people to misconstrue what I was talking about before. Uh-huh. Like, I, not at you know all. That, that community's strong. I got cousins and nephews. You know what I'm saying? All types of people in my family and stuff. I, I mess with all types of people, all walks of life. Um, I was just basically making a comparison that, yo... People got mental health issues, and we really, and it's real, and it's real, and we you know laugh I mean? about it. We we put, yeah, brush it you know under there, I mean? and it's just like you know, I, it's just it is what it is, man. Well, shout out to you, Zoo. Uh, I thank you for coming to finally sit with me in my house. I've been in your house many, many times. If you guys never visited the retreat or been there, you are missing a a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. And when I tell you the studio section is authentic, you don't have to go to New York City. You don't have to go down south. You don't even have to go to L.A. You don't have have to do none of that. Everything you need is right here, especially studio-wise. You guys got to visit the retreat. He has everything and anything you you need plus you might go there and get a good meal every once in a while uh some good entertainment it's a lot of stuff that goes on in the retreat so shout out to phil shout out to the yeah, zoo yo, honestly yo shout out to my main man phil yo without my partner phil yo i wouldn't really be able to do none of this um i'm really like he don't like to be out and like you know saying cameras and all that stuff so i come out here and i'll do all this kind of stuff and everything like that but um, he really be holding it down. Yes. And he's worked with tons and tons and tons of great talent. He got to work with Chris Brown. He got to work with Wyclef. He got to work with Just Blaze, Travis Scott. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Like, tons of ludicrous. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's worked with a lot of tons of people. And without his knowledge that he brought from from, from working underneath Ariel Bourgeau, shout out to Ariel Bourgeau, mm-hmm. um, Grammy-winning engineer. Um without working from his tutelage and everything and bringing that knowledge into the retreat, like, we really wouldn't have the sound that we have today. Um, you know what I'm saying? So credit him for That's that, a fact. You know and we pay I mean? homage like, to Phil. That's a fact. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, shout out to my whole team. Shout out to Swift. Shout out to Tony. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Diari. Diari, back in the yes, mix. Yes, we miss him. Diari's, Diari's got a cooking show that's about to start off. He just filmed one of the episodes in my kitchen uh, yesterday. And it's some good food. Yeah, he, so shout out to Diari. Um, Dope Coley, mm-hmm. my main man right there. Mm-hmm. Yo, shout out to Dope Coley, always holding us down. Shout out to all my artists at the retreat. Mm-hmm. You guys make it what it is today. Um, 
you know, and uh, and I'm sure the people yeah. want to thank you, Zoo. Yeah. We thank you for being authentic and trying to be and, and being as honest uh, of, of a businessman as you can be. Yeah, um, I try to be. Try very to be. honorable. And uh, thank you for your thoughts for Zoo, because not for nothing, I feel like you should do something with them because you definitely. I watched your. I watched them all last year. You definitely got something going on. Yeah, with thoughts nah, by this Zoo. year's been a good year for, so far for the thoughts by Zoo. I, I, I I'll go through and I like. It. Check, search the hashtag and like check the responses on it. I see like someone gets six likes. I'm like, oh, I'll delete that one out. You know what I mean? But then, but this time, the last, uh, every single one I posted in 2019 has gotten over 40 likes. Yes. So, like, people have been, I guess, jiving with what I've had to say for 2019. You know, I don't really give a lot of credit and all that kind of stuff to likes or whatever, but like, you know, people are using that as a measurable statistic. So, and like, even if they don't like, they comment because yeah. you have a, always have a lot of comments. Yeah, yeah. People like to engage and, and I like to ruffle the pot, like you know what I'm saying. But primarily, I'm just literally this is what happens. I wake up in the morning. I wake up late. I I run an engineer schedule, so I my my sleep schedule is five a.m. to eleven a.m. So mm-hmm. I'll wake up my and I'll do my morning business in the bathroom. And while I'm in there in the bathroom, <laughs> I'm scrolling my feed. And I'm, like, seeing what people are talking about, uh-huh. what people are sharing, and then I'll just instantly say, so I'm like, all right, first annoyance, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a thought. So a lot of times I get a thought or whatever, um, and uh, and it just, you know. It's spiral from there. Yeah, it'll just spiral from there. But what people don't realize is that, you know, every single time I usually post, I turn off the notifications to it, and I just let people kind of just go off on it, and then I'm just... You're enjoying getting, my life right right else. and so we think we really like yeah i'm not even paying attention <laughs> to what even the fallout is for the post and then i'll come by and i'll check it later you know what i mean like i like and i'll see like all right what are people talking about and then i'll just laugh right because they think they really get into you and you yeah. don't have your and whole day not, well not even i'm not even posting things where in that will cause people to really necessarily get at me it's like i'll cause general discussions and there's people getting at each other that's true you know what i mean like the only time that i'll say something where people can really get at me is like I mean, I'll address this right here on the show. I'm surprised you didn't even ask me about it. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Cats were, you know, throwing shade at one of my artists on Facebook. And, like, right now, like, you know what I'm saying? Homies, like, been trying to get my attention to have a conversation about it and everything like that. But it's just like, yo, like, people just really don't have anything positive to say these days. And it's just like, yo, we got to spread some more positivity and support. If you really are cool with somebody and you really, like, you know, jive with their movement and what they're doing, then, you know what I'm saying? Save the negative talk. If you got some kind of constructive criticism, that's hit, different. Hit me up directly. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, you know, and, and I guess they didn't even realize that I was even going to have an issue with it, but it's just like, at this point, I'm not really playing any games 2019. And it's like, I'm going to address fakeness. And Thank it's just you. like, and to me, if you know that I helped, work on this project or I did work on this and you're going to belittle it or you're going to talk smack about it but at the same time be somebody who wants to call me friend or cool or ask me for help when they need it and stuff like that you got another thing coming talk to them you know what I mean like I just don't jive that way like you know what I mean like I'll be biased and and neutral for a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. and then at some point it just gets to a point it's just like all right man you, you you bugging now. Right, you like, out you out of pocket. Yeah, you bugging now, like you know what I'm saying, and and you know I'll go off. Like I, I'm I'm known for 
going on Facebook and and, and setting the tone and calling people out. That's and, a fact. And lacing people. I didn't publicly call them out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to publicly call them out. They're going to watch this and they're going to know who I'm talking about because they keep on posting my photos on Instagram over and over and over and over and over again trying to get my attention. Yeesh. <laughs> but, like, but even then, like, you know, it's like, like the, the comment that made me mad and it, it made me mad on two counts. It was, they called one of my artists Captain for, for create, for having cars in the video. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I'm bringing this even up on the show is because this needs to be addressed. Talk about it. Um, it is not capping for an artist to rent and use their own bread and money that is hard earned mm-hmm. to rent a luxury car to have in their video. Because the process of even going through that and getting the car is scrupulous. You have to have the money. You have to have the credit. You know what I'm saying? And you have to, it, 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 you know what I mean? Like, to, to make that happen is, is the opposite of capping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the opposite of capping. So it's like, so I really, really took offense to it because it's like, I was there during the video shoot. I saw what my mans did to finance all of this. Right. You know, and the hard work. Like, we almost got arrested shooting the video. We're shutting down traffic illegally, doing all types of crazy stuff out in L.A., shooting two videos. You know what I'm saying? Like... And somebody gonna try to say it's your cap and like, all right, well, just so you know, no artist, even a hip hop artist that has millions and millions of dollars, is using their own car in their video. They don't use their own jewels, their own clothes, nothing. And like, like sometimes they might use their own jewels and stuff like that. You think that. so? Yeah, because that might be signature to the style. You know what I'm saying? That one particular chain that got their name on it or whatever. But like, um, everybody, everything else is all you know. You got a stylist. You know right. what I'm saying? That's coming in and helping you with that. So. Like, you're going to call this artist capping, then you better call Jay-Z capping. You better mm-hmm. call Kanye West capping. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because all them cats had rented cars and stuff like that in the video. You know what I'm saying? Like, this this dude, Kanye West, shot a video bound to where he had a green screen, motorcycles, not even really driving, and the wind blowing the wrong way. Like, whether or not he did that on purpose or not, whatever. But, like, you know, you can create judgments about everything. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? like, so, Absolutely. I just kind of took offense to that because, you know what I'm saying, I was out there, I saw what, saw what it was, and I, and I don't really believe that anybody can call somebody capping if they actually put up hard-earned dollars to do it, especially if you don't got the funds yourself. I was about to say, yes. To even, to even do such a move, you know what I mean? And then I'm at the show, and I see cats that were, you know what I'm saying, kind of saying the same shit. Uh-huh. Dancing to my cap and ass rapper. Right, right. <laughs> Ain't that the irony? <laughs> yeah, really funny. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is, man. It is what it is. You gotta watch out. Everybody's clout chasing out here. Um, listen, before we get out of thing, here, that's the last thing I'm gonna. We, we gotta like, talk about that. Yeah. Listen, I'm trying to get out of here, but this is thoughts by Zoo. We gotta hit it. What is the difference between clout chasing and support? Because right. I be supporting, and people say, all right, "This is I'm the clout difference." Chasing. This is the difference. All right. Let's say it's a, it's a, it, it's somebody like it's somebody's birthday, right? Mm-hmm. This is the clout chase. Do you post a photo of them or a photo of you with them? You post a photo of them, but the clout chasing is you and them. Yeah. Okay. Because it's because you're making it about you. Okay. It's making it about you. You want to show everybody that you know this person. Mm-hmm. You want to show everybody how close you are to this person. You know what I'm saying? When it's somebody's birthday, I never go on Facebook and go and post happy birthday on their on their newsfeed. One, that's insincere. Two, if I really mess with you, I got your phone number. I'm going to hit you up directly and say happy birthday, either DM or whatever. And everybody that knows me can attest to that. They say, oh, yeah, damn straight. Zoo hits me directly and says happy birthday. Yes, he does. So 
um, cloud chasing is just that, man. It's basically you want you're you're doing this not for support but for your own come up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that is clout chasing when you want to be around because you think it can benefit you okay you know what i'm saying you want to support because you think it can benefit you by supporting that's clout chasing it's not authentic you know what i'm saying when when, when you know what i'm saying certain artists that you know what i'm saying get certain accolades i don't go on facebook you know what I'm saying? I did it a couple of times because it was an exciting time, you know what I mean? But it wasn't clout chasing at that point. And then, you know, I'm hitting people directly. I'm like, yo, congratulations on gold record. You know right. what I mean? Like, it ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, not that everybody that does that is what it is. Some of it is actual genuine support because mm-hmm. they know the person mm-hmm. genuinely. But if you don't actually know that person and stuff like that, it's just like, all right, man, like, send it directly or just, you know, otherwise it just looks, it just looks bad. In my opinion, you know what I mean. Like some people might think that I'm being a little bit too opinionated about it or something like that's that. That's a good but, question because let me just bring up like, an example. I, but, we but could touch on it. But I don't really like to see that. Like, Let's bring know? up an example. We could touch on it. Yeah. Um, as far as partisan Fontaine, okay, a lot of people may have not have believed in him, so a lot of people wasn't with him shooting in the gym. All right, he in the gym and he made a he 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 he, he get the he got the rings now, big rings. Maybe they didn't believe in him then, but they see it because he did it in front of our face. So now they're jumping on and saying we support him. They're sharing. Is that clout chasing? That's it. It depends on on the form and how it's happening. Okay. Now listen, he's inspired an entire community to get behind him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of that is genuine support. People are just genuinely yes. happy to know that somebody from Newburgh made it. Right. All that is not clout chasing. The clout chasing is when you see it have inward implications. Okay. The caption will give it all away. You know what I'm saying? A lot of me, I, you know what I'm saying? Being used in the verbiage and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Nothing like, like, this is the difference, right? Somebody, like, let's say you get gold, uh, con- congrats the party on his gold record. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cloud Chase would be like, Congrats the party. I always knew you'd do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like, like 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 I was like I remember when like you know what I mean? Like they start throwing extra. It's like yo man, just keep it to the point. Man. Right. Like, Congrats. Once you, start, once you start trying to put yourself in there, and start trying to make it inward about yourself, that's narcissist. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's narcissism. So like, there's a lot of that going around. Like people, there's if there's anything talking about mental health, narcissism is an epidemic. Right. And people don't even realize they're a narcissist. Like and you can spot one because they make everything about themselves. Right. You know what I mean. So, um, that's the difference between cloud chasing and that. Like you know what I'm saying. But partisan, like, he inspired the entire community. So people rallying around him and stuff. That's not cloud chasing. But sometimes when certain things certain happen, thing happen, you you'll see say. certain posts and stuff like that, and you'll be like, "All right, man, like, come on, chill out, right? Like you know what I mean? Like chill out a little bit, like." And that's what I'm talking about. You know. You know what, Zoo? You you the one. You the one. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking your time to come all the way from the tree because I already know you got some studio sessions booked up, ready to go. So I'm gonna let you go. So before we get out of here, I need you to do me a favor. Yeah. Make your shout outs. Tell people your studio hours, where your studio is, a contact number, and do what you all got. Right. Your social media. Um, you can reach me at IG Zoo the producer. Um, I'm not gonna give my phone number. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but. You can hit me on Instagram, Zuda Producer, or on Facebook, Zubin Ramnani. Um, it's easy to just hit me on the IG. Um, studio hours, we're open 24 hours a day. If you want time at a certain hour, we can do it. We'll do it. You know, um, we're 50 an hour, um, which is like, listen, you come to my studio, our studio, and it's a New York City 
mm-hmm. vibe. You know what I mean? And you don't got to pay $20 in tolls, $20 in gas, and $60 an hour to record here. Mm-hmm. So look at the value in that, all right? 50 an hour. It's, it's chunk change. Eight hours, we bring it down to 40. Um, we got in-house producers. Everybody that, that, that messes around with the, at the retreat, they all make heat. Dizzy Banco out here catching Meek Mill, uh, Lil Wayne, Neek Bucks, all types of placements. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Rich Morris out here. I can't even speak on what he's working on right now, but he's doing big things. Loso, Swiffer, myself, Phil. We got tons of people making beats. So you don't got to go to YouTube for that. You know what I'm saying? You got tons and tons and tons of talented individuals. Not only that, but you also get a hub and connection into networking with other talented artists that are doing exactly what you're trying to do and doing it successfully. That's right. So it rubs off on you. Talent rubs off. That's the point. You hear about Treehouse in Atlanta. What's the number one thing that people say about Treehouse in Atlanta? Oh, you can walk out of your session and there'll be another cat doing another session right in the next room and you'll be vibing the next thing you know you're on a song with them. That's how it goes down at the retreat. Cats just end up making songs together. They don't even know how it happens. Mm. We got a song... Yo, Coley got a fire single that he's going to put out before... I don't know if it's going to come out before Pink Heroin 2, but he's got this fire single called White Fur. He's got Bango Dupree, Jig Nice, Tony, and himself all on this record together. Oh, he had to start you know what the lineup. How this record even came together? Coley just pulled up to the studio during one of somebody's session. I forgot whose session it was, and it just ended up coming together. Like, this is... It's a beautiful thing, man. And, like, people just, yo, come be a part of this. You know what I mean? Like, hit me up. Come book some time. Come be a part of this. It's a family affair. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, projects. Uh, Pink Heroin 2, Dope Coley. Life Lava, Life Catches Up. The Untitled Tony E and Dizzy Banco Project. Uh, Mike Evans Project. Uh, Lake Mary. It's called the Lake Mary EP. Uh, Ease the Rappers Project. 94 Jew. Mm. Top Dog, now out right now. That's a fire project. Um, go check that out um, that we worked on. Uh, Jig Nice just dropped the project not too long ago and just put out like three videos for it. Yes, fire. he did. Killing it. Um, Banco about to drop um, a, bunch, a bunch of music soon. Um, yeah. You already know it's your girl, Moochie. Straight out the 845 online radio. First and foremost, shout out to the hottest online radio station reporting live 845. Straight 845 Radio, building our own from the ground up. So as you know, tonight's show is sponsored by, first and foremost, by my personal clothing sponsor, Bell Black Label. Shout out to Bell Black Label. Make sure you shop with the culture, for the culture, support your locals. Tonight's show is also sponsored by the first annual Melanin Magic Gala. At this, this event will be taking place this year, March 23rd, 2019, in New York City. And your girl, Miss 845, Muchi, will be an honoree. They will be honoring me in New York for all the work that I have done. So I'm very honored. Shout out to Miss um, Carter and Miss Booker and everybody that was a part of the voting process. I'm honored by this. So grab your tickets. Contact me. Contact Miss Carter. We want you in attendance. The first annual Melanin Melanin Magic Gala, March 23rd, 2019. Now, shout out to everybody. I'm excited about this interview. Let me say this publicly. This interview is long overdue. I think Joey Brand <laughs> has been trying to get on this show for two years straight. And even today, I had to call my professor like, 
please let me be late because I cannot reschedule this particular interview. So before we get started, Joey, talk to the people, tell them who you are and a little bit about yourself. Hi, everybody. How you doing? My name's King Jovi. You already know who it is, a.k.a. Swag, a.k.a. little light-skinned guy with the dreads. You already know. Um, yes, man, I'm just glad to be here, man. Thank you. No hard feelings on any other times or whatever, you know, it was always, um, you know, circumstances we couldn't get around. That's a fact. And I, let me just say this publicly, I appreciate you bearing with me and having patience with me, um, when it comes to this, because as many times as we reschedule, we schedule, you always gave me another date, you always gave me another time and you were always willing to come. Absolutely. So. King Joby, let's go. We're gonna jump right into it. We're gonna jump right into it. First and foremost, let me salute you. Thank you. Because you just did a video. I did. And before we even talk about your music career, I seen a post where you were just specifically requesting chocolate females. Yes. Now, me being Fifty Shades of Dark, I appreciate that because I am so tired of seeing, shout out to the light-skinned ladies, no disrespect, but I'm really tired of seeing them as models and we really never see dark-skinned women. Mm -hmm. So salute to you coming in 2019 as an artist, even basing your music around us Mm -hmm. dark-skinned women. So let me ask you this question. First and foremost, how long have you been doing music? I've been doing music for forever. Um, I've been doing music um, professionally since... um 13, um, since the Flyboys, anybody from my city that knows the Flyboys or whatever like that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've been doing it professionally since then, um, and ever since then, it's just been, it's been fun, it's been more than fun, it's just been my life, like, Now, yeah. Joe, King Joe, when we look at you, you throw us the people off, because I've seen you in two completely different elements. I've seen you in the hip-hop realm as a rapper spitting bars. Mm -hmm. I've also seen you in the R&B lane, Mm -hmm. singing and things like that. I'm I'm lying because I've seen you in the third lane. I've also seen you in a spoken word poetry lane. So when we say artist, what what kind of artist are you technically? I am a hip-hop culture artists i like that i like that <laughs> um you know our, our culture uh, is spread out you know what i mean so i will be um um a, a personality mm-hmm. to hip-hop in itself as as far as a rapper as far as a, a r&b um singer or, or whatever it may be whether i'm even just hosting something right in itself um I, I'm looked at as a, a voice for artists in hip hop. You know what I mean? Now, as that's a lot of pressure. Um, do you feel like it's a lot of pressure? <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, no, if you're if you're trained to do something, or mm-hmm. if you have knowledge on stuff, you feel comfortable in, in, in talking about it. Like, Absolutely. You know, letting it be known. Um, it's a lot of artists um, that I've went by, like. Um, like, you know, Lee Double O, mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, me and him, we keep in contact. You okay, know, okay. He may be in a position of where he's at, and me being in a position of where I'm at. But, you know, um, not not to say, like, I'm mad older than him, because I'm only a year older than him. But, you know, he looks at me like, yo, um, you know, he's been here before. Right, me. right. You know, um, he's been here before I got here. Mm-hmm, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? So he'll know. Or he, he, he'll have an, um, a voice on um, this, and it'll it'll be worth something. You know, because he has knowledge in this in this realm. Right, right. And it, it'll work the same with any artist I've been around, whether it be Fat Check, Marky D, um, MB, whether mm-hmm. it's you know any anybody. Like now we, all, you know, we all grow up listening to the culture. So as growing up, who did you listen to? Growing 
growing up, who did I listen to? Um, growing up, I listened to the pretty much everyone, but as far as who had a, a big, big take on um, me becoming a superstar, because mm-hmm. becoming a rapper, you know, it's like uh, it's probably like the first person you listen to. Right, right. The first person I list listen to listen to was like DMX. Okay, know? okay. You know, and then the Eminem mm-hmm. I grasped onto that because. Uh, flows and intricate stuff was starting to become great to me, you know, stuff like that. But then, um, as I started to get into my teen years and I'm doing shows and stuff like that, an influence on being a, a superstar uh, was more Kanye West, okay, and more um, Drake. You know okay, what I mean? and I can actually see you as a Drake because, like, Drake is very versatile in his art, yeah. and so are you. Shout big, out to you for that. Big influence. Um. Eight four five wise, um, because you are you are in a little younger ram than a lot of people. Who did you listen to growing up in the eight four five, if anybody? Um, hmm. Right now, I'm listening to, um, Don Rio. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm listening to Lee Double O. Mm-hmm. Um, I catch Jiggy when I when I catch him. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, a lot of I'm listening to a lot of Flea. Flea's been dropping a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Flea. Mugga Flea, right? Yeah, Mugga okay. Flea. Mm-hmm. I see you out there. You're doing excellent. Um, I haven't really been dwelling out, out of my out of my town really right now. I'm really focused on my town right now. That, that's not to go against anybody in the neighboring towns. I do be checking y'all out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just um, it's just a lot of disconnect right now. In so, your city, yeah, okay, in, in my town, it's a lot of disconnect, but I see it progressing into something better. Where a lot of people are getting together. I seen um, Meaty Bone, the Double O, yes, that looked like something crazy, together. right? Yeah. Um, I seen um, 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 ah, I can't even think of his name right now. I'm I'm so sorry. I can't even think of your name right now. But I, I seen he had put together a um, fire um list of artists for like a cypher uh dj rap uh your boy raps the uh, the cypher the 845 cypher right with the the girl with with flea on it right that one with meaty yeah, bone in the boxing yeah. ring yeah I, I believe so yeah okay that was yeah. your boy raps i think he does that yes yeah i'm checking everything out um i i, I like where that's like you know stuff like mm-hmm, that i mm-hmm. like where that's going so um i just want to be able to create more opportunities for that to happen in my town because i see it working out in the poughkeepsies or here mm-hmm. um you know what i mean i see it working out very well so i just want to you know make it bigger so um right now i'm talking to a couple people to get a venue for um jovi fest a jovi fest yeah jovi fest and what is jovi fest going to consist of jovi fest is just going to be um whoever's making the most noise man whoever's banging like whoever's getting it through and it won't be on my hand to, to say you know who i actually want to be there but It'll be a fan vote thing. Like, uh, the people's choice. Yeah, it'll be the people's thing. Like, yo, we want to... I got the venue. I got the set. You feel me? I, it's going to be lit. We, you know, we're going to have this type of thing, this type of thing, and main events. You know what I mean? Now, Jovi, you not no slouch. You are the 2018 I am. king. Okay? <laughs> and I like to emphasize that because I see... And I, I don't... I think people misunderstand, so let me clear things up. If reporting live gives you something, nobody can't take that unless you reporting live puts an event to take it away. Exactly. So you are the king 
exactly. when it comes to the bars and, and this rapping on this rapping thing of Newburgh. Yeah. First and foremost, how did you feel? We all was there, but how did you feel? We never really recapped that night. Mm-hmm. That was a really, you know, a lot of people anticipated on Meaty Bone winning. It was a lot of tension in there. <laughs> it was like, woo! How did you feel going in against Meaty Bone? Yo, oh man. Um, first of all, um, I gotta keep it a stack. <laughs> I thought he was a lot more um, prepared than he was. I, I was anticipating that that same energy, right? That you've but, seen, but with the connect, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you know, like I'm I'm in trouble. I was expecting to be in trouble. I was almost expecting this to be like a neck and neck thing, um, and it, it, you know, it ended up being that. I just didn't feel like it was supposed to be that, you know right? What I mean, I felt like um, me personally, I won. Uh, two to one in the first three without the sudden death. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, but um, it didn't go out like that. I didn't, you know, I didn't sweat it or anything like that. Um, sudden death just happened to be my strong suit. So it wasn't um, a nerve-wracking thing for me. I was like, because um, I know not too much people are great at that. Right, right. Unless he had something in his pocket that he meant to whip out before that he didn't whip out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or you know what i mean like that could have that was the only way of him having an advantage over me so i just went with the odds and um he went first yes Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that kind of messed it up. <laughs> I think that kind of messed it up because he went. Shout out to Meaty Bone. Um, yeah. but yes, he did. He went first, him, and every time him. he went, you just that came. Was, that was real competition right there. Because um, I, I love that man. My, the whole idea for me with him outside of this because it was supposed to. It wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who don't know that it wasn't supposed to happen. And I was still trying to make it happen just between me and him mm-hmm. on a on a rapper level. Because anybody know, like, um, you know, uh, if this was 2003 or 2004 or anything like that, that would have been, like, what? Like, no, I got to run down on you on your block. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, yo, we got a battle right here. So I had that mentality, like, yo, let me pull up on you. I, I You know what I mean? I, I'll, I'll do that. And that was going to happen. Um, but, um you know, Mochi was like, yo, nah, we got to make sure this happens. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, and we had to do it the right way. Yeah. And I'm glad we did because not for nothing, you know, besides the event, the turnout was great. Yeah. Um, and it really had, the support of your city was there strong. Mm-hmm. And you really kind of, it kind of, it was fun. It was friendly competition. You had half on Meaty Bone's side, half on King Jovi, and everybody's rooting. So it was a good competition, and you did yeah. your thing. I'm very yeah. proud of you. Um, and like, I thought you were going to lose. Yeah. And shout out to Denisha. Denisha had bets on you. Was I was on Meaty. Like, I just watched Meaty slaughter like a whole... I, I almost thought I was going to lose. Slew, slew people. Then yeah. I was like, oh, he won. He won. <laughs> he won. So shout out to you and that. Now, you know I'm nosy. Yeah. So I be doing my research. You know, I do. I'm reporting live. I got to be nosy. Okay. Um, I'm ready to see all of I see... Nosy. I see the list. And yeah. when I see the list, I seen your name on it. Yeah. So the people want to know... Are you now under management or in connection with Envor Entertainment? M- I say it's Envor. Morvor Entertainment. How you say it? Like Morvor. Like. I ain't French. I say <laughs> <laughs> I ain't French. I'm American. Morvor. So it almost sounds Mavor? French a little bit. Morvor. Yeah, yeah, like Mavor. that. Mavor. Yeah, like Are that. you with Morvor Entertainment? <laughs> Shout out to Ralph. Um yeah, um yeah, we've been doing a lot of work together. Um, well, just getting a um a, a feel of each other. Um, mm-hmm. Just the whole family, the whole Mavor family. Shouts out to y'all. I love all y'all. Um, they just been guiding me with um, great um, 
just uh, guidelines on um, what to do mm-hmm. as a as a as an artist trying to step out into the um, into this world or this industry that we're so um, not so keen about. Like everything I thought I knew, which is a lot, you know, um, it's just it's it's so minuscule to the the whole picture of mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm glad that I found them and. Um, and that they're helping me and that we, we have a great relationship together. Now, what drew you? Because obviously, you're not new to this. You've been working with different people throughout the Hudson Valley and beyond. Mm-hmm. What drew you to this particular entertainment company versus other ones that you see out here? Um, a lot of people aren't legit. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. they're not legit. That was number one. Number two, um, I was... Um, almost targeted, you know what I mean. Um, almost, um, without without suspecting it. Um, right. And um, not for nothing, they're they're um they're they're my everyday people that I go that I would go to. Like I would see Jasmine all the time. Like whenever I'm getting breakfast or whatever like that, and we mm-hmm. chop it up about music or whatever's going on. And um, you know, Ralph, um, I know him from forever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and everybody else that I had, um, got to know, or even the dancers or whatever, I was, you know, connected to somehow or some way, um, whether it be through them too, or through, um, school or something like that, you know what I mean? So I just seen the family vibe that they had going on and how, um, how easily it was for me to just fit in into right. that family vibe and... Oh. And that's one, two, three. Shout out to shout out to the <laughs> connection because I, I, like I said, I, I was nosy and when I seen the list drop, I was taken aback. I was like, "Ooh, they caught Joey!" But I had an inkling that they was gonna pull you from your last indie artist performance, mm-hmm. which you did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, I'm, I'm sure you're gonna be part of more of their indie artist performances and. Um, absolutely. As far as I know, right now, yeah, absolutely. Um, and of course they have like a bunch of stuff in store. Um, coming down the line. Like everything, like I can't even begin to describe what they have going on. But it's so much um, community events, so much you know things for artists to get into, or things for poets to get into, um, things for singers to get into, and they're they're welcoming to As any, anybody, any anyone out there. They're very welcoming. All you have to do is just let them know what you're into. And what That's you're, right. What your um, you know what your what your true nature is, or your true talent is, or what you feel like is. is what motivates you it's an acronym for Mm -hmm. you know um you know motivated um versatile original real extraordinary Ooh, okay say that say that again (laughs) (laughs) motivated motivation you know versatile versatile original original real real and extraordinary and extraordinary i like that shout out to ralph and jasmine those are the creators correct um, as far as I know. No, shout out to the um, Ralph and Jasmine <laughs> for that. And shout out for pulling you in. Because like I said, you could have been in any other organization or a movement. Um, but that's I think that's a great movement. Absolutely. There's nothing um, against anybody that I'm, I'm working uh, with or anything like that. Uh, I, I, I still work with everybody. Right. You know, um, that's just my um, take on what I should do right now and um, what was best for Jovi, the brand itself. Um you know, um, a lot of the people that I work with, we don't share the same, um, how can I say this? Uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll even say demographic. Demographic. Okay. Yeah, okay. We, we don't share the same demographics. I have to be marketed 
differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I'm still a producer, mm-hmm. you know, as well. So even though I, I have my producer tag in the genre um, or, or this going on, I probably won't be um, right there. I'll be right here. Right, right there. Right, right, right. right. I had to be marketed just a little bit different. Um, shout out to shout out to you. I tell you, that's why I love this show so much because when you sit in people you don't know that you get to know so much. So mm-hmm. not only does King Joby have a festival coming up. I'm trying. I'm I'm in the works. You're in the works. Yes. It's coming. Let's... It's twenty nineteen. Everything that you say is gonna happen is gonna happen. We that's just gotta great. get your venue. Yes. Oh, that's it. That's it. We just need a venue. Um and shout out to your new um um family. Now, besides that. You got one more thing that I want to talk about. I don't think the people know. So, Mr. King Jovi here is going to be introducing a new podcast. Yes. yes, yes. Let's talk about yes. it. All right, so do we have a name? Um, right now, we're debating on uh, the Kind of Cool podcast and um, the Weird Guys. The weird guys. <laughs> we're, we're, the kind of cool po- I like kind of cool podcasts. Um, and uh, one, one of them threw weird guys out there. I, I don't know if it was like serious, but we kind of thought about it. it was like, that's eh, not bad. It's not a bad case. <laughs> weird not, guy. Yeah, weird guys is cool. Um, but I, I kind of wanted, you know, real, uh, you know, hip hoppy, um, real um, urban culture, real like stuff that's. That's happening today in urban culture. Um, I don't. I don't like. Um, I don't. I don't, I don't like shunning people. No, no, no. Twenty nineteen. Say how it is. I'm about to say okay. twenty nineteen. King Joby, <laughs> we can't keep. We can't keep things secret. We gotta right. put it out there. They put R. Kelly out there. Everything else is no holds barred. Let's go. So, um, I <laughs> like people don't get in their cars today and really like be you know bumping the you know actual radio you know we get in our car mm-hmm. we hook our phones yeah, up, we hook our know, phones we, up yes we, we get you know we get straight to it so um like breakfast clubs and uh stuff like that uh things in that nature like it's it's all pl- like podcast is where it is today mm-hmm. you know what i mean so today all that stuff by the time they get everything the podcast and already then then hit that we then on the, the next episode of what's going on right right that stuff like a week later that's what that's what that stuff is for. That stuff is for people who's totally outside of the realm and 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 stuff like that. So the podcast is 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 more up to date and everything like that. And I just want to have something that's very up to date on what's happening today. Because I, I think a lot of people would be like outside of the box and be like two weeks late on stuff like that. Now, when you talk when you're talking about the culture, are you talking about now? Are you gonna be talking about like the industry, or are you gonna keep it local, or are we talking about everything? I can I can I can do local things. Um I really just want to do whatever's relevant at the time. And if you're buzzing in the in the in the in the local area and you're relevant then of course. I right, we'll talk about it. To, it'll have to be spoken of. So, the kind of cool podcast you are you guys going to be hitting like t- hip hop t- um culture I mean hip hop cultural uh, fashion things like that in in the in the world? A lot of a, a lot of that stuff. So, uh, let me ask you this question, King, before you even go on. Okay. Fashion-wise, fashion-wise, culture-wise, yes. what is your stance on fashion right now for the hip-hop culture? Because you see a lot of things, it's like, woo! <laughs> it's like, woo! Um, wow. Um, that's a big, that's a big um, talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just having that talk with a, um, a mentor of mine. Because um, was, I was talking to him like, yo, 
what if I get in, I get on, and I'm gonna have to like dye my my dreads or something or something like that. Yeah, you know, like, like blonde like, or some crazy. Like green, like half green and something <laughs> like that. He's like, yo, um, he's like, you know, the industry color right now is blue. So, <laughs> so I'm like, what's? I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, bro. Um, it's like lightning blue, like stuff like that. Like, so if you do get on, that'd be the color to do if you do it. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, bro, it's up to you, man. Like, you don't see Cole just following behind everybody doing whatever doing what everybody's doing, or you don't see Drake just following behind everybody and doing what everybody's doing. You're looking at the the level that you don't want to be on. Right, You're right. You're looking at people who have to stay so relevant and keep up so much that they have to create, 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 create mm-hmm. to the point where they're doing stuff they don't even want to do. Right. Or doing stuff that's 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 out of outside of the normal what um, society would deem like oh that's presentable or something like that. Right. They make it kind of presentable or whatever because they have to that's how they're got they have to stay relevant versus the people you want to be like what i was saying about superstars like the people i want to be like they're touching their fans in a different way right you dying your hair is not gonna be what touches your fans or whatever like that so i say as far as fashion goes um like you see Jaden. i'm a big Jaden smith fan right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you see Jaden. um Jaden just he, that's him Right. Yeah, same thing with Tyler the Creator. Same thing with ASAP. That's 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 them. just them. And I don't feel like they're trying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean to impress anybody or anything like that. That's that's them. So just be yourself. You know what I mean. If, if um, it's it, yeah, just be yourself. Like honestly, I gotta <laughs> ask this question. Listen, I gotta ask this question. We have to keep it real because I actually do see people post this answer. Do answer yes. Mm-hmm. Given the opportunity, King Jovi, and they presented you a check. Would you sell your soul for that check? Selling my soul would mean what? I have no clue. I don't know. Would you join the Illuminati? Like what? Like usually, selling your soul means um, you would risk your dignity. Yeah. Okay. So would you risk your dignity and change and your morals and and your integrity just to get on right now? In the state that you're in right now, you look back like tomorrow what's gonna be what yesterday was, and they came to with this check right now, and we that we have to be realistic with that, you know, because some people do say that's yes, Muji, I would. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, it's uh, it may be yes and it may be no. It all depends on the circumstances. It depends on the circumstances and how much. If it could change my mother's life for forever until she dies. Mm-hmm. Then we could talk. We could talk. Kind of. And that's, and that's real. At least change. you didn't come here and be like, nah, I would never. I'm a real, you know? Yeah, like, if it could change my, um, you know, my fiance's life for forever, cool. Ooh! Talk up! Talk up! You <laughs> caught that, Mama Moose? Caught that. Talk up! First, let's get into Ladies, I, 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 I was with y'all. I'm coming to it. He said it, though. <laughs> so, King Jovi, being that you have all of this going on in your music career... Rumor has it, but you just confirmed it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You are a, a, engaged? I'm engaged. Kind of, kind of, kind of. Boo-boo. Ladies, we're going we to fix it. What does kind of engaged mean? Talk to us. Kind of. I, um, I am engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't present her with a ring. So I'm not engaged. But she said I do, so I'm engaged weird 
It is weird. Do it all over again. I'm about to say you like we gotta have to like so we so what we did was you did the practice run to see what she was gonna say. No, seriously, like she. Oh, you run your knee and everything. Yeah. That's what's up. (laughs) How old are you? I'm 25. 25 years old. I gotta ask this question because you're the first person that came on the show so young. I hear people come on the show all the time, artists, and I say to them, you know, do you have someone? They say no. Why? I need to focus on my career, focus on my career. Nothing wrong with that. Here you come, full-fledged artist, um, about to be a podcaster, as well as uh, a producer, as well as, as so much more under the entertainment realm. So you have a busy life in, as far as your music and your career goes. Yeah. You're 25. Why did you get engaged? And is in this engagement or even the anticipation of your marriage stopping your career? No, it's the... You have to have a you have to have an end game. Okay. Nobody. A lot of my friends. We grew up having an end game, and I think that was something that we um, that was special about my my circle of my small circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us wanted a family. All of us wanted to have this. X amount of money, this X amount of houses, this X amount of blah, blah, blah. You can't have one piece of it Mm -hmm. because then your puzzle's not finished. Right. Um, There was no rules on when um, I had to get whatever piece of the puzzle that I need. You know what I mean? Like, if I had found my piece, this corner piece today... You're taking it right now. Yeah, I'm taking it now. Like, why? (laughs) Like, I was like, nah, I'm just like... This ain't, this ain't, you know what I mean? It ain't time for me to put this piece on the puzzle. Yeah, it is. You know, get it, get it solved. However, at, at whatever means I need to get it solved. Right. Um, that's me, though. Um, however it works out for people, it works out for them. I just always had that mentality. I've always came up with that mentality. Like, yo, you, you, you do what it is that you um, can Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to over over exceed your boundaries or or whatever it is like that. But do what you can and make sure the job gets done. Um, me being a rapper, me being a superstar, that's 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 a that's an objective. Right, it has to get done. Right, like, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, just like even even now, like like I said, um, I got to propose all over again. Right, like, right. Because that got to get done. Like, right, <laughs> absolutely, right, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like these. It, it has to get done. Everything has to get, um, you know, finished. And it, as long as you have an end game, you got a plan, you got objectives ahead of you, then you're going to strive for it. You're not going to talk yourself out of it because you're going to be like, well, what's today? And we say we got to finish by blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. it's different. Like, school taught me that. Because no matter Deadlines. what. Deadlines. Yeah, yeah. No matter what, you, that, that paper ain't there at the... Pass or fail. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> exactly. That was an early life lesson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like, true. Um, I'm not. I'm not the. You know, people just say I'm bright because I. I got a. I, I learned a lot, but it's not. I'm listen. I'm like everybody else. You know, I graduated late. All that stuff. You know what I mean. You very wise for your age. You have to learn. Like, you got to learn somehow, some way. You got to make it easier for the next person as well. Um, that's why um, I wanted to do these these fests and everything like that. Um, hopefully, somebody could carry that on and make it easier for the next generation of artists that come from my town to get on because now they have an event where they get to show out right right i know all the people coming out to this because this is the city thing right right this is annual this is here it's here yeah like 
You're, you know what? I, me and you've never really had a conversation. I didn't know you was that this bright. Uh, and this, I mean, not this bright, but this wise. Like, I've had people sit here older than you. Yeah. And talking to them sometimes live is just like pulling teeth. Mm-hmm. But sitting here with you, just I'm, I'm gaining so much wisdom. And I don't even think people really even took that, um, that metaphor or that example that you used for school and applied that. People really don't understand when you set goals and you put deadlines, it makes you really achieve those things. Exactly. So shout out to you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been engaged? I've been engaged for five months in February 7th. Six months. So almost happy. Well, congratulations. Um, as a man, like, did you get <laughs> butterflies in your stomach? Did you almost want to vomit? Absolutely. Like, how did you feel? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I laughed for, like, like 15 minutes out of pure nervousness. Because it was funny. It was, like, it was, <laughs> it was like so funny. Cause I was, like, yo, I'm, I'm very, like, hilarious. And, um. You know, she laughed with me. That was funny. That's dope. Now, is she light-skinned or dark-skinned? She's light-skinned. And that's very, very odd to hear since you are (laughs) a very... And King Joby is one of my favorites. One, because he loves dark-skinned women. It's like, it's not many too many of you. I can explain that. Yeah, explain this to us because us darkies need to know. All right, so my mother is Mm -hmm. dark-skinned. As you know, my brother's Mm dark-skinned. So, um... As an appreciation for um, dark-skinned women, it is different. Um, <clears throat> it's it's very different coming up. Like um, for for girls like that, I've I've had friends that you know I've 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 been friends with the dark-skinned girl that's in the group with all the light-skinned friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I I understand it's different. Like it's it's totally different. Um, so I have a I have a different appreciation for. Um, dark-skinned women when i went out looking for the girls to be in a video um i specifically mm-hmm. you know was like <laughs> i need dark-skinned girls right you know, I was, yeah because I, I want that in my vids it's like why do you always get them it's like i want you to see them you know i want you to see dark-skinned women i i agree because you don't really see too many videos yeah. nowadays um, with dark-skinned women. And yeah. if you do see dark-skinned women, it's like a flash into all the other light-skinned women that you see. Shout out to you for that. I get to go home and see my your, light-skinned, your light-skinned my women too. <laughs> <laughs> all day, you know. Any babies coming? Um, do you see any babies this year? Um, let's hope. And if, yes! Let's hope. And if I do, I'll come back and I'll tell you. I'll come back. I want her to have the baby on the show and everything. <laughs> what the hell? Like, let's just make this a real thing. You so you're twenty five. You're engaged. Your ra- your career is 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 going to the next level. You've you've connected with some new people, some yes. great people. Yes. You've learned. Yes. And shout out to shout out to Ralph. I have to shout out Ralph because he's even besides what he's doing for the artists for businesses. He's even teaching us proper marketing skills and things like that for businesses. Absolutely. So if you're a local business um, and you're having struggling advertising, marketing, um, sales, still contact this young man because he is in there. Um, you connected with him. You have these plans. And then you even want a baby. How do you plan to juggle all of this and still remain balanced in your day-to-day life? Be focused, man. Just be focused and get it done. That's that's simple. Oh, oh, and uh, a big part is get help. Like, get help. There's no way I'm doing all this by myself. Um, I do have a small team outside of, of the Mavor company. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a small team, um, and, they, and they help out with a lot of stuff, including the podcast. It, I'm, I have them fixed and focused on the podcast right now. Like, we, our location is getting done up so that my 
background looks cool. Right, right. YouTube. Right, right. Yes, <laughs> that's big. Um, when so, do you anticipate the podcast coming out? Actually, that's one of the biggest things right now. When, when do you anticipate this podcast coming out? Um, everything is moving along pretty fast. So we're trying to do um, March. Um, I'm not sure on a solid date, but March is the month where I definitely want to launch it off. Now, is this something that's going to be every night, once a week? What's the what is what's your anticipation on this? I want to do two times a week. Um, I haven't talked to him yet. About okay. That, though. okay. I delegate everything. Okay. So, okay. Um, um, that was just a whim thought because it didn't come up in previous conversations. So. I was like, dang, how are we going to do this? Because Joe does this two two times a week. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're doing too much. <laughs> it was like, oh, we could have this. You know, <laughs> episodes go by fast. And I'm like, nah, yeah, I kind of I kind of um, like that, though. Um, two times a week is pretty cool. It's just a matter of what days. Right, um, right. When, when we're going to release them and stuff like that. Because I might, I might release it, which is weird. But I might release podcast at later times Ooh, like after hours kind yeah. of things like that that's yeah, not bad people release them in the morning right right for like the you know because it's like the we're replacing radio mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. so they'll release it in the morning i kind of want to do yeah like a- afternoon or, or or evening now king Joby, i had to ask you and i, I said i was going to ask a lot of artists that come through for the next couple of months because it's relevant and it's the times mm-hmm. um so obviously we know about what happened with r kelly um, it's everywhere. So as an artist to an artist, what is your stance on him as far as him as an artist and his music and your support in him, if um, any? My God. I know I'll be asking the fake good questions sometimes. Yo, but that's a touchy situation mm-hmm. right there. Let me tell you how much I <laughs> looked up to this guy before all of this. Like, this this is the king. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, his... his his musical reputation can never be taken away because it's history. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's like people who praise Napoleon. You know, That's a good example, actually. You can't take any of his greatness away from him, even though he's a you know mm-hmm. he is who he was. Yes, you can't take any of his greatness away from him because it's history. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with any of the presidents and their slaves or whatever, this, this, and that. They're still on the dollar bill. They're still right. on whatever. You know, it's history. Um, but as far as what you condone of it, um, as far as um, how you move forward with what you know and the knowledge on it, um, you don't... They're, they're doing the, the mute the mute thing mm-hmm. right now, right? Uh, the mute Kelly. Mute Kelly, right? yeah. You can choose to mute R. Kelly... And you can you can go forward with life like, like right. that's that's simple. Um, I'm I'm personally shaky. I haven't I've I think I played like his his newest song to see what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course, I love it. I'm sorry. I, I admit, right? Guilty pleasure. Oh, guilty. Sorry. Okay. I I just love this this guy's voice and his music creating and everything. So I played his new song. And of course, it's uh, born to my music, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness! Of course, I was born to your music, man. It's like Twelve Play came out that year, and I'm like, so you know, I'm just basking with it, and then I'm, I'm like, I don't have to, right? You know, I, I don't have to, and then I just, um, I was just like, forget it, man. 
<laughs> it's hard. It, it's, it is hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard. I don't know how I'm. A, I don't know how I'm gonna react. If R. If Kelly came it. right now, because you know he he might he might be doing bad. Oh, we man. don't know. And he oh, said man. to you, "Listen, King Jovi, I heard about you. I need you to do a record with me." I can't do a record. With me. As a man, would you? No. I can't. And that's gonna kill me. But I can't. I just can't. I can't. I respect you for that. I can't. No. My mother killed me. Your mom will kill you. That's a fact. And plus, you know, hopefully when you have your child and if it's a girl, you would have to put that into consideration. And if you made this song and then your wife had a girl, then you have to go back and do what everybody else is doing and take all the songs off of streaming and things like that. Which I, to me, and you, you're an artist. Like them taking his music off of streams and stuff still doesn't erase history. It can't. It never will. It can't. He made I, I believe I can fly. I don't I don't like Yeah, like <laughs> or what's the other one? Um I wish I wish like no. how you wish. Come on. Like, <laughs> I wish, Kelly, I wish. Me and Joby wish right now. Like who else are we supposed no, to listen to? We listen to Jack Queese talk about he the king of R and B. Like it's sad. No. Oh. While we're muting R. Kelly. Let's mute this guy, but go ahead. Mute Jack Queese. Please. Yo, mute I will never hate on an artist ever in my life, but yo. <laughs> Son, until he fixes it, done, done. We talk about a lot of artists that y'all don't like, mm-hmm. that are prosperous and are doing very great. I was, we was talking about a, uh, this 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 rapper, uh, Bad Baby. Yes, the, yes, the, yes. The Dr. Phil chick. Mm-hmm. And people don't like her. I'm like, listen, she's making great music. I don't got nothing to argue with. She got way more projects out than Jacquees. So you're going to protect him before you protect Come on. Her. He don't even have... He will take everybody else's song and remake them. Don't, uh, don't put your song out because he might take your song and remake it in. Oh, uh, man. Yeesh. She's doing excellent. So just listen. You know know what to respect in this culture. He's he's embarrassing us. That's that's it. She, now, I got to ask you this question. Jovi, what it, and, and for hip-hop, since you're about to have this cultural talk, is it is trap? Is hip-hop dead because mumble rap has taken over what's your what's your stance on mumble rap um to people mumble rap trap music whatever you want to call it i kind of i kind of been wondering what mumble rap was after this whole time it's been talked about right um listen people don't like different stuff that's true that's true i'm listen i'm 25 like i said i've been DMX, Eminem's, Jay-Z's, Ludacris's, the Andre 3000's, the who else y'all respect, Immortal Techniques, the uh, who else, what all these other rappity rap dudes. Rappity rap. Like, <laughs> I respect fact. all of them. Mm-hmm. They all have a big place in, in my heart, like honestly. But when you're talking about what's going on today, you have no control over it. That's true. Like none, none at all. And guess what? Like when it happens, we rejoice in it. Like, like ooh, like when um when Meek Mill just dropped, right? Yes. And then we heard the track with him, Rick Ross and Jay Z. Mm-hmm. We all rejoice, like oh, yes. this whole yes, finally, like like cool. And we we need that. Mm-hmm. Let that let that be that little breath of fresh air every now and then, mm-hmm. and let them rock. Like I love Little Pump. Right, what right. What do you do about that? Like, like and and that, I, and I, I agree with you because I feel like we do that and we segregate segregate artists and we shouldn't be doing artists. We shouldn't yeah. do that. Every artist is gonna be because you know we look mm-hmm. at you, people may look at King Jovi and you may not be their cup of tea or they're judging you until you open your mouth and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I love him. He makes really great music, but you would not have known that if you haven't took the time to listen to these people. Yeah. But we see change and we're like, no. So definitely shout out to listen. We got. 
we got we gotta do something new and i'm gonna start adding this so <laughs> I'm just, every day is coming up with some new stuff Sweet. so this is going to be moochie's questions i'm just going to ask you five weird random questions weird I'm random good. Good and just to weird. see what you what you got to talk about i'm weird so you ready start. yeah let's get it i'm good with this i'm good with weird stuff I'm you ready like weird stuff i'm like i'm like human sci-fi yeah <laughs> shout out to sci-fi <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. What's a bad habit that you have? Um, a bad habit mm-hmm. that I have. I tune people out a lot. You do? I do. So people can have a conversation with you and you be, don't be listening? I'll, I'll dead be like, what did you just say? Note to self, y'all. Note to self. He like, don't be listening 